Verbs, Blake, um, I don't know if you have things like this. I'm very aspirational in the type of person that I want to be. For example, one area is that the people that I respect most tend to be the quietest people. Uh, that mm. is not me. But I always go, God, I wish that I could just shut up <laughs> and just listen more and just talk a little less and I just feel that wisdom. But that's not me. Another thing, though, that I would like to do is uh, our 14-year-old, we take to a miniature shop every Wednesday um, to play Dungeons & Dragons. And when I'm in the shop or dropping him off or whatever, you'll see all these little miniatures that uh, are on the shelves that you can buy. And you can buy a kit, and then you can paint the miniature. And I picture myself going like, oh, I've had a long day. I cannot wait to go down to the, to the shop room uh, <laughs> and get my get my little paintbrush and maybe like one of those little magnifying glass things that like the dentist would use right. or whatever. And uh, just like paint away my stress. I, I would love to be that person who could prioritize that time and could do it physically. I don't know if I have the dexterity for that, but th that when I picture what it means to like rejuvenate and feel refreshed, it looks like that. It looks like sitting down <laughs> After work, after the kids have gone to bed, and just like painting like an orc or something. Uh, does anybody have anything else? Does anybody have anything first, like that for themselves? My my first question, Nick, is what has prevented you from hopping in to that miniature kit and uh, grabbing the brush just to even try it? Because that that seems like a cool thing to take on. I, I don't know. I it, I I just I think I struggle with that's for somebody else a lot. There isn't a ton mm. of time right now. It's kind of a busy season. But I, if I'll say this, I know that my son doesn't listen to this and he should not. He's got too much going on. But if he were to pick it up, which we've suggested, I definitely would yeah. be trying it. So so that's that's something that, uh, you know, I think your point is correct, though, verbs that I could, you know, how do you get to be the person who's making miniatures? You start making miniatures. So I, 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 your point is well taken. Well, here's the fringe benefit, Nick, of this potential endeavor is that when we consider productivity, and this is, you know, as they say, the most productive podcast on the internet, mm -hmm. most people tend to think about two things, their time and their tasks. Specifically, how do I get more tasks done in less time? Yes. So task management and time management, that's productivity, but a hugely underrated component of productivity that we're going to talk about in today's episode is energy management, energy mm -hmm. management, because your energy can fluctuate and what you choose to do can just be depleting your energy all the time or giving you rejuvenation and building your energy up. And if you're really high energy, like think about the people who are really high energy in your life. They're, they're usually very productive. So it stands to reason and it may be counterintuitive though, although it's a busy season, Nick, Perhaps by painting a miniature or two, you know, before you uh, make your hot tea or whatever you do with your nightly ritual, <laughs> perhaps just the mental uh, escape that that could be could replenish your energy in a really powerful way. You're there every Wednesday, right? Or are you just dropping him off? Well, it's tonight. Yeah, we, we usually just drop him off. But sometimes I pop in and, and I go, I go, man, ooh, I just want to get in there. So, yeah, Nick, one night you drop them off and say, no, I'm not going to pull off and come back later. I'm going to go inside the shop. 
I'm going to get that I'm not kid. Leaving. I'm not leaving until there's a miniature that's been painted by Nick. I'm going to go in there with just like a wad of cash and just like throw it on the counter <laughs> and just like, like shopkeeper. I demand <laughs> miniature supplies. I'm not leaving until I get them. So today we'll be sharing uh, four methods to boost your energy and enhance your productivity so you can achieve those goals. Dun, 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 dun. Here's a story. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome once again to another episode of Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet to help you banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. My name is Verbs, here with Blake Stratton, and of course, always in the wings, listening, our producer, our producer Nick. Our producer? <laughs> a picture that I played like a giant like uh, organ hit, like I'm the Phantom. Always in the wings. <laughs> Thunder crash. Happy Monday. Beep, 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 beep. Happy Monday unto you. And happy Monday unto you. All right. So we all want to achieve goals. We talk about that a lot on this show. Um, now we're talking about today. Those meeting those goals or achieving those goals is kind of difficult if you don't have the energy to do it. And this is an inter interesting conversation that we're jumping in today because obviously as we go along in life, we have a ton of energy in our younger years. Um, that energy starts to wane. Typically it starts to wane as we get older. And one, I think we just have to be aware of that's like an actual thing. You're not going to have the same energy, you know, at 52 that you did at 22 necessarily. Um, but we want to talk about how we can preserve our energy to get the best results in our goals. Blake, we're going to talk about this first method, which is replenishing our energy, replenishing your energy in some of the best ways uh, that we can consider to do that and utilize the system to help us on that way. Yeah, there's a good chance if you're the type of person that subscribes to a productivity podcast, if we said, I challenge you to replenish your energy today, you could probably think of a few things, but we'll help you brainstorm. For starters, think about what you're eating. Think about not just how can I uh, eat quickly so I can better manage my time, but think what could I eat so that I could replenish my energy? Again, it's not just about task and time management, but about energy management. So think about how you're fueling your body. Think about rest. There's so much out there uh, increasingly on the research of sleep. And just how significant getting a good night's sleep or not getting a good night's sleep is on our productivity and our enjoyment, our moods, our emotions, on and on and on, our long-term physical health. So there's a couple tools that we talk about that might be helpful for you to come to mind, Verbs. One is when you are planning your day or starting your day, you may be using your daily page if you use the full focus planner to write down your big tasks, that's important, and then maybe to write in your meetings. But I want you to consider what if you also wrote in not just the meetings that you've got, 
But when you're going to replenish your energy, for instance, actually scheduling in a mealtime or actually scheduling in a quick nap or a 30-minute meditation or a workday shutdown type of thing. The other tool that the planner gives you to help you replenish your energy is some space to be intentional about how you want to end your day. So sleep, you know, we tend to think, okay, how many hours can I get? But one way to enhance the quality of your sleep is to wind down. That's why there's that evening ritual space in the planner is because you can actually be intentional about, okay, if I had to get a great night's sleep, what would, what would have to be true? You know, I'd have to wrap up work, like sign off, maybe journal, read, whatever. Uh, Nick, I know you love to just uh, take a nice bubble bath with a a glass of red wine and a good romance novel, for instance. Every (laughs) night. If I don't, if that doesn't happen, watch out tomorrow. <laughs> this guy is a monster the next day. Yeah. yeah. So method number one, replenish your energy during the day. Verbs, what is the second way? Just a quick hack. Obviously, we talk about uh, the secret sauce of the planner. One of the secret sauces, at least, is the weekly preview. So if you are somebody who's trying to, you know, be more mindful about what you're eating throughout the day and you feel like it's more of a struggle for you to do it by deciding on the day what you'll eat. There is that section in the uh, weekly preview that just is a grid of your 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 week. So it's just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, blanks for that. A lot of people utilize that space as their meal planner for the week. So when they're doing their weekly preview on a Sunday or Monday morning, they go ahead, they get ahead of the game and, and write down what they're going to eat. That way it's not another decision they have to make. Uh, on their day of. So just want to th- throw that quick hack in there as we move to method number two, which is well, wait, striving. Hold on. I got another thing. I'm, oh, I've got another bring it, thing. Nick. Verbs. Bring it. <laughs> We're never making it to method two. And I, <laughs> I'm just throwing this out there as a concept that I've thought about a lot because I, somebody, I heard someone say it, say it, which is about like, we tend to think of morning rituals uh, or nighttime as when people will work out often, maybe in the morning, they'll go run, mm-hmm. they'll go to the gym or whatever. Um, I, I saw somebody who was like in the fitness space talking about working out and they were saying, if you are cutting into your sleep for working out, you've got to make some changes. So to connect to what Blake was saying as mm-hmm. well is to go, um, sleep is very important. And if you're kind of like cutting an hour, hour and a half out of your sleep to go work out because you think that they, it's also good for you, uh, you will not get the gains you're looking for if you're not rested. You're it, so it, it's an opportunity to maybe rethink how it all comes together because sleep is that important, especially if you're trying to become more healthy or stronger. You're gonna need sleep anyway to to have have your body heal. So just throw that out there. Let's move to method number two, which is striving for work life balance. Now, there's a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, controversy maybe around this term work-life balance as is it really possible to be balanced the way you would want to be balanced in in life. So another alternate term, sometimes people throw out just rhythms, work-life rhythms, because seasons change in life. There's all kinds of transitions that happen that could throw things off balance. But if we can get into a steady rhythm, that's going to help us in our productivity as well. And Blake, you just mentioned this in the prior uh, method that we talked about is what does shutting down your day look like for you? Whether it's in the evening, do you have some sort of ritual that you do to help you 
get out of that work mode and really land uh, the evening in a restful way. There's another ritual that we talk about often here on the podcast called the workday shutdown. Do you have a shutdown? If you don't, that means work really doesn't have an ending and it's hard to stay in a good rhythm and a good balance. If you're just leaving the office, going home still mm-hmm. with all those windows and open, uh, open-ended questions and loose ends still hanging there. But what do we do? What's the best way to cap the end of our work day to know it's done for now and we could pick up again in the morning time? Yeah, there's a few practices that I, I try to do, but if there's two essential things that I would recommend, one would be to shift into accounting mode from doing mode. So when we look at our task list, sometimes we see something that's not done and we go, oh, let me just do this real quick. Or we just leave it open-ended and wish that we could get it done and maybe I'll get some time when I get home. But I like to think of sort of putting on my accounting visor. Is that what an accountant wears? A visor, maybe it may be a, a nice <laughs> the green blazer, one with perhaps the, the, the um, transparent bill. On there. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. up um, with that? Wait a minute, is there a, why? What's the reason for that visor? What is that for real? That's like the visor we all thought of. <laughs> is there a reason? It's the that light. It has you don't want green? the light to mess up. I think your, it's. Your, uh, I think it's a legal thing. thing. Yeah, um, it's wow. part of you know the requirements. So you're putting on your accountant's visor. So when you see that task that's not completed, you don't scurry into, oh, let me try to do this or just worry about it the rest of the day. You account for it. You say, okay, I'm going to defer this to tomorrow or I have to just delete this from my list or I've got to schedule it somewhere else or communicate to someone about it really quick. You are simply doing some accounting so that you can close the book on the day, whether it was a win, a loss, good day, bad day. The second thing that's really valuable in a workday shutdown is to just for a moment consider how you want to show up for the next segment of your day. So if Mm. you're going to be with your kids, to sort of, for me, it's not that I'm a different person, but there's aspects of my personality I bring to a client or I bring to a presentation or a sales call. I don't want to bring that same energy to my (laughs) four-year-old, right? So consciously you know if you've got a a commute this is helpful you know to just disconnect on your commute or take a quick walk or just for me all i really need is about 30 seconds of closing my eyes in silence and just sort of all right i'm i'm shifting gears this is the next segment of my day i want to be present i want to be thoughtful i want to be caring whatever and just sort of get there mentally so it doesn't, all of that does not have to take a super long time. So don't worry right. if you feel like I don't have time for a workday shutdown. You do. You do have time because you're going to carry it in your brain one way or the other. It's up to you to decide what you want to be thinking about as you move forward. Yeah, I like that, Blake. That whole accounting method, um, it seems like really that's that's your guardrails. One, that your work doesn't spill over, but then you also have a place to contain the things that you would try to continue to think about as you get out of your work day into the next segment of your day. But there's nothing that's going to go on past that that can't wait to that next day once you said, all right, we're shutting it down. We're unplugging uh, for the next moment. So um, and also we in a recent podcast, we talked about the ideal week and getting that work day shut down scheduled is going to be critical just so you have a place marked for when that should happen within the course of your day to help you be successful with uh, with those shutdowns. 
Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. All right, so method number three is take a break. Now, this is something that we've pretty much been trained to do since grade school. Used to be called recess. I don't know what it's called now, but the importance of having some kind of break in your day where you could refresh, you can recoup, um, you can defog your brain. And now, obviously, there's a bunch of different apps that could help us or remind us at least to take a break. But actually doing the break, taking the break seems to be a challenge for a lot of us. Um, You have any thoughts around Well, let me ask you this, Nick, I'm sure that you have back-to-back sessions recorded uh, when you're doing your podcasting thing. Is taking a break a struggle for you or you feel like the way your day flows is already kind of natural breaks uh, built into that? But I mean, whenever I have to do recording sessions like this, as much as I love y'all, it is, I have to like, after a session like this, I have to like go away from this desk. I have to as the kids say, touch grass uh, so that I can rejuvenate. Otherwise, it, and it's very specific to the to this work. It's I could right. sit here and edit all day and it's sort of fine, but it is the being on and like tracking that and engaging sometimes it, it is exhausting. And so getting out of this room, getting out of this house is very key. And, and it is something that we've had to design uh, I don't generally schedule my life because I have someone else do that for me. And that's one of those things where I go, I, I, if I've got a recording session, then I need something has to happen after that. That is not sure. in front of my computer. Sure. No. And that makes, that makes sense. And I think in a lot of ways, it sounds like the, your work day flow, these are like consolidated, consolidated into two hour blocks of just re- high focus paying attention, tracking with everything that's said for like the next two hours. But I would also say that there's others that could be listening to this podcast as well, the where you have the same, the the time frame may be longer, but it's the same amount of intensity and tracking throughout your day that again, taking a break is going to help you finish well in that day, whether it's just, you know, there's this thing called the 10, 10, 10 rule. Right. So every 10 minutes, you look at something 10 feet away for 10 seconds. So even just that little break and that little uh, that little pause of the day 
really helps your mind go back to that work, refocused and, and clears out any fogginess that may start to start to accumulate just because you've been at it for, you know, certain time blocks throughout your, your work day. Blake, any thoughts? Do you take a break and why is it important to you? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I learned from an early age, it was important to give yourself a break and to break uh, yourself a piece of that Kit Kat bar, you know, when you, when you need to, there I go. Same brands again, Nick, we're going to get in trouble. Um, what is this home alone? <laughs> um, no, take, taking breaks is critical. I, uh, actually encourage, uh, my clients with this when they're feeling stuck or sort of hitting their head against the wall. A lot of times we, we just really want to figure stuff out, mm. but I love to just, literally right behind me, I will lay down on the carpet and set a timer for 15 minutes and just, I may not fall asleep, but I just close my eyes and just rest. And two things happen. One, I feel more clear headed. And two, I usually, when I come back, an idea or a next step comes to me. Prioritization comes a lot easier right mm-hmm. after you've taken a real break. So for me, my my trigger for taking a break is I notice I'm getting distracted or I'm quote procrastinating or I'm going on social media. I just pause and I say, wait, what do I need? Oh, I need a break. And and it's like my brain is is trying to give me a break through distraction. But if I take an intentional break, I get the rewards of the intentional break. So absolutely, definitely take a break. That's method number three. Method number four is connect with someone or yourself. Connect with someone or yourself. And I feel like a little bit of that method three bleeds into this because it actually takes time or a pause in your day to uh, to take time to connect with someone else. Hopefully they are, they're on their break as well at the same time. That way you're not the distraction uh, mm-hmm. to the person or yourself. But uh, how do you see this play out in the business world with maybe some of your clients? Because I think... I think the natural thought is, or maybe the deception is, one, I don't take a break because if I if I use my work day to get the work done, then on the other side of the work, I can shut down all the way. And sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. But I think that same thing can kind of bleed in with the connection uh, aspect that we're talking about here with this method. Is that is that true at all? It's huge. This is one of my biggest struggles because I'm an introvert. And so Yes, it's really valuable to connect with yourself and you can yeah. journal and do that sort of thing. But I actually think when it comes to uh, energy and boosting energy, um, if you're working with people and all that stuff all day, yes, taking time as an introvert to yourself is, is really valuable. But to me, connecting with somebody else gives me a lot of energy, even when I've been with people all day, because... I've been in giving or in work mode, not in necessarily receiving from other people type of mode or, or no agenda type connection. So this doesn't have to be something you, for instance, have to do in the middle of a work day per se, but it probably right. is something if you're busy that you need to make time for. My wife and I uh, will oftentimes do this when we're previewing our next week is one of the things when we're doing a weekly overview, we ask is, well, who do we want to connect with? 
who do we want to connect with this week? Oh, I'd love to do, I'm trying to arrange a play date with such and such family, or maybe we should go to the farmer's market on Tuesday and see if whoever wants to go with us. So it's, it's really, really critical. Um, and to be honest, it just makes life richer. And uh, I, I was thinking when we, we had this bullet point in our notes, if you guys uh, read uh, that book, War of Art, help me with uh, help me with the author here. Neither of you guys have read that book. No. Well, there's plenty of people you listening have read this book. Um, let Stephen me, let me, Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield. Okay. So this this book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and most people's takeaway from that book because it's it's the theme of it. He's like the war of art is essentially you've got to be a professional and fight the resistance and you know. But one subtle thing that he includes in that book is in his routine, he actually starts when he's writing a book, he would start his day having coffee with a friend. Mm. And to me, that's counterintuitive, but it's been, it really works is I used to be like, no, I'm not going to do coffee in the morning because those are my most productive hours. Right. But man, when you can, even if it's, it's not every day, but like just one time in the week, get coffee with a friend you will have more energy resources to do battle that day with whatever your biggest challenges are. So today's tip to level up your focus, real easy task. We're going to ask you to try the 10, 10, 10 rule. What that means is after every 10 minutes, look at something 10 feet away for 10 seconds and this is an easy way to get a small break into your workday, especially if you're in front of the, the uh, computer screen all day. It gives your eyes a moment to rest as well. So you can grab that boost of energy to continue on with the rest of the tasks that you need to complete throughout the day. Well, I want to tell you about a tool from Full Focus called the Life Score Assessment. Sometimes you need clarity on the different areas of your life. Maybe you find yourself always thinking about work or always thinking about money or always thinking about health or, or some specific area of life and you're striving for work-life balance. You want to have a rich life in all areas. Where do you start? How do you consider what to prioritize next? Well, the Life Score Assessment is going to help you with that. It's, it's a very simple process. It takes less than 10 minutes, really. But if you go to assessments.fullfocus.co slash lifescore, you can take this assessment totally free and you'll actually get a visualized uh, report back instantly uh, with an assessment on the different arenas of your life so that you can start prioritizing what you want to finally achieve some work-life balance. So that URL again is assessments.fullfocus.co slash lifescore. Thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, according to my mom. So share it with your friends and don't forget to join our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be back next Monday with another great episode. But until then... Stay, Stay focused. focused. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.